I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian. I'm here with uh, Rio Grande Guardian editor Steve Taylor. We're going to be giving you a summary news wrap-up for the week ending August the 10th, 2019. First of all, I want to remind you that FEMA is offering free rebuilding tips at local home improvement stores and are also registering you if you had damage to your property. They're also registering businesses. FEMA mitigation representatives will be on hand at local home improvement stores in Cameron and Hidalgo County. They are here in the Valley also. In fact, they're here in Harlingen today. But starting on Monday, FEMA representatives are going to be in Cameron County at the Home Depot in Brownsville, in Hidalgo County at the Lowe's on Jackson Road, and also in Hidalgo County at the Home Depot in Westlaco. Mitigation representatives, of course, taking your applications if you had damage to your property, your home, or whatever. Steve, uh, what's on the top of the news for the week ending today? Let's carry on that theme for just a moment. Uh, of course, it was this week that we got that great interview, uh, courtesy of Ron Whitlock and Ron Whitlock Reports. We got the interview with Keita Guerra, the Willacy County judge, who is telling us that although... Uh, individual families are being uh, FEMA's responding to those FEMA hasn't yet said that it can help the municipalities he, he was waiting to see if that was the case because that very bad flooding that occurred in June in late June um, certainly so, some of the communities in Willacy and Cameron County were particularly affected and what Judge Garris said which we, we both, you and I found interesting was uh, they will help uh, with um, drainage districts, but not irrigation districts. <laughs> you could claim if you're in a, a, a drainage district and you've had damage, uh, but not an irrigation district. So so that was a really interesting interview. We appreciate uh, Judge Garrett keeping us in, informed on the situation in Willacy County as, uh, as people recover from that very damaging flooding. But, of course, there's no question the top story of the week uh, across the country and uh, had, it had valley implications as well, that, that horrific shooting spree in El Paso where, where 22 people were gunned down in a, in a Walmart store uh, by allegedly a, a white supremacist, a white nationalist, and drove all the way down from the other end of Texas uh, to, to inflict that carnage. Um, it, it, it really came close to home here because um, a PSJA alarm Leonardo Campos Jr., who uh, graduated in the class of 96, he was one of the victims that was killed in that shooting. Uh, so the PSGA community certainly uh, was impacted by that. And then later in the week, different community groups, uh, immigrants' rights groups, etc., uh, had this uh, vigil uh, in McAllen. And, and I think more are planned. There's this emphasis on, on addressing at the national level uh, white supremacy and also um, uh, gun safety and and um, background checks, etc. It seems as though the situation in El Paso and and uh, Dayton, Ohio, has has moved the needle, so to speak, politically, and that finally uh, up in Washington, the uh, elected officials are responding to um, uh, to yet the, yet just the latest in these horrible shootings. But that clearly was our our top story uh, for the for the whole country, and of course it had 
uh, tragically, of Valley implications. Uh, if we can move on to the local issues, an event that you, you and I both attended was the uh, monthly meeting of the Rio Grande Valley Metropolitan Planning Organization. And um, what was interesting for me with that meeting was the two, the Valley's two regional mobility authorities, one in Hidalgo, one in Cameron, they both had their executive directors gave reports. I was most interested in Cameron County RMA executive director, Pete Sepulveda, and his report because he spoke about the second causeway, which clearly is one of the top regional uh, transportation projects. This new MPO, regional MPO, is going to get a lot more money. Uh, everybody's in agreement that that's going to happen. Pretty soon, TechStop will announce just how much more money will come to the Valley for transportation projects. And the second causeway clearly is, is one of the top top agenda items. But when we interviewed Pete Sepulveda, he did speak about the fact that the environmental studies, completion of those environmental studies for the second causeway have been delayed because of a change in state policy um, and because the state leadership in Austin is no longer supportive of toll roads and toll road projects and this second causeway plus the feeder road from the island to Harlingen, the outer parkway, also planned to be a toll road. Because those are toll projects, uh, they just cannot move ahead and get the environmental studies completed. They've been delayed, I think, from memory, Pete said, Pete Sepulveda said that's been delayed by 18 months. So I think that was one of our, the top stories we covered this week, courtesy of um, Ron Whitlock. And let's, let's give a shout out to Ron Whitlock again for covering what seemed a really interesting event and his, his father's story for us. And that is that the town of Laguna Vista is building this South Texas Ecotourism Center with a lot of help from different partners. Different entities are helping, such as the Lower Rio Grande Valley Development Council, such as Cameron County. Uh, the EDA, the U.S. Economic Development Administration, is pumping in $700,000. $300,000 will be matched at the local level to build the water and wastewater uh, facilities on this big area. Now, of the area that Laguna Vista has donated... 10 acres will be devoted to the South Texas Ecotourism Center. All the officials that were there, there were many VIPs there, but all of them stressed how regional this project was, that this, this could be a facility that would, be a that would create a destination point for, for the valley, that people from outside the valley would come to this ecotourism center. There's nothing like it uh, south of San Antonio. And, of course, yeah, the Valley is, 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 a, is a key uh, part of the country for ecotourism, uh, as we know. So that was interesting. We had Congressman Philemon Vela there, State Senator Eddie Lucio, State Representative uh, Alex Dominguez, County Judge Eddie Trevino, uh, the Council of Government Executive Director Ron Garza, um, Cameron County Commissioner uh, David Garza. Lots of uh, key players there. So that was... Um, we really appreciated uh, being able to cover that story. While that was happening, you and I were in Brownsville for this um, designation of the part of downtown Brownsville that's been designated an historic district by the National Park Service. We heard just how many homes and buildings in that downtown area were historic in nature. They've been uh, designated as such. And now to get the official sort of national stamp uh, signifying that 
downtown Brownsville, part of downtown Brownsville, is very historic. That's going to do wonders for investment in, in the area, according to the local leadership, including there, uh, Trey Mendes. So that was um, another news item we were pleased to cover. And uh, we were very interested in lots of excitement about what that, that's going to do for Brownsville and putting Brownsville on the map as a tourist area. People can come in and see this tremendous history. In fact, uh, Mendes believes that other than San Antonio, Brownsville is probably the most historic city in, in all of Texas. Its architecture, uh, it's, the, 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 the amount of uh, buildings from uh, the early days that are still there in good condition uh, sets Brownsville apart, the mayor said. And so did uh, some local architects and also uh, some folks from the National Park Service. That was a good event for us to cover. And Steve, uh, I heard Trey Mendes's presentation. I was surprised to learn that Mayor Trey Mendes is directly involved in restoration. So that was very interesting. Well, actually, yes. When I interviewed him, he said he, he's lost count on how many of these historic homes. They're not, they're not all in that particular district, that particular part of Brownsville. But I think he told me uh, we'd have to check the story. But I think he said eight to ten or six, eight homes that he's been involved in, that he's purchased um, and maintained and looked after and restored and sold, not for a profit, not for, not to make money, but just because he loves he loves history, he loves the architecture, he loves uh, the stories behind those buildings. So you're right, uh, Trey Mendes, definitely. Um, I asked him, is this, this project, this program to get Brownsville recognized at the national level, was that down to him? And he said, no, that predates his time as mayor, but um, very, he's very pleased. And uh, I think he gave um, a shout out to Juan Velez, the, uh, the historic uh, preservation district manager for the city of Brownsville. So that was, that was neat. Finally, the other story I'd like to mention, and it's an ongoing story, it's an on-running, a long-running story. This issue where the Port of Brownsville wants to build a big training center uh, within the port grounds. And it wants to work with Texas A&M University. Texas A&M University wants to bring in um, Texas State Technical College in Harlingen as a partner to build a workforce development center because there's just so much uh, industry on the port and potentially a lot more, obviously, if these liquefied natural gas export terminals get built. Well, there's talk of the need for three, 4,000 construction workers, etc. So what we learned this week is, um, or last week, we learned that uh, Texas Southmost College in Brownsville, they felt um, slighted. They wanted to be part of the project at a press conference to say, why were we not included in this? So we got good interviews this week with Cameron County Judge Eddie Trevino and Mayor Mendes. Let's mention Mayor Mendes again. He takes the view that this training facility shouldn't be uh, the, the exclusive domain of any one particular college. The whole region that needs to get involved including for example even south texas college which is in hidalgo county doesn't really do any any work any training in in cameron county yet um, mayor mendez was saying all the school districts all the community colleges all play a part because it's such a big issue uh cameron county judge eddie trevino he issued a press release saying he likes what texas a&m has proposed he doesn't want to see that derailed in any way and that we should keep working, we, i.e. the port, the Port of Brownsville and other entities should keep working on the MOU, the Met 
the memorandum of understanding that's been signed or approved and signed by the Port of Brownsville and Texas A&M University system uh, led by um, Chancellor John Sharp. So that one is keeps on running. Uh, that story hasn't ended by any means. But we did have uh, new developments this week with the when we got the uh, the thoughts and uh, uh, nuanced uh, points of view of the two two key players in Cameron County there, Mayor Mendes, uh, who was supportive of TSC, and Judge Trevino, who felt that the, the current MOU was a good one. And Steve, any other news of note before we close up? Yes, uh, this weekend, in fact, there'll be another big story uh, of national importance uh, coming out of the Rio Grande Valley, and that will be the visit this weekend of the, the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. She'll be in the Valley with some of her Democratic colleagues. They're visiting some of the detention facilities where these asylum seekers are being kept. And what, what interests me about that is she has just returned from a visit to the Northern Triangle countries of Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. So I'm going to be very interested to sit to, to sit at a, at a press conference to find out what she found on that visit. Uh, so many people are saying that uh, the U.S. could do more to help those three countries if there was more investment, uh, more help um, curtailing the, the, the gang activity, the cartel activity in those countries. There wouldn't be so many people wanting to flee the country and uh, come to the U.S. That's happening this weekend. Yet another VIP, another elected leader, of national importance coming to the valley because we are, you know, ground zero for this uh, immigration uh, asylum seeker issue that's um, been dominating the news for, for so many months now. And that's the Real Grande Guardian news wrap up for the week ending August the 10th, 2019.